Welcome to Only the Greatest Podcast, where we explore the vital connection between fitness and success in all areas of life. We are your hosts, and our goal is to help you become the greatest version of yourself. And we do that through two different show types. Every Friday, we'll come to you with a full-length episode that may or may not include a guest. And on Tuesdays, you'll get a little nugget of knowledge that you can immediately implement in your health and fitness journey. If you happen to find any value in this show, all we ask is all we ask is that you leave a quick review and mention specifically what helped you out. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave the, that review in a comment. The one and only sponsor of this show is ourself, OTG Fitness. OTG Fitness is a private personal training gym in Webster, Texas on the south side of Houston. You can find out more information about OTG Fitness by visiting otgfitness.com or searching OTG Fitness on any social media platform. How's everybody's days going? How are we doing today? And I feel really good about that intro. Do you? Dude, I can't read. I, I, say, I, think, I think Sean <laughs> I think kind I of fucked it up. Yeah, yeah Sean messed it up. It. But, yeah, it was on but he made up for it with the... With the, with I don't, the I don't think it's snap. Sean Dude, wasn't, wasn't quite on that you're going to have to hit a front lat spread to make up. <laughs> Dude, I, I fumbled the relay right there. I got a little nervous. <laughs> it's all good. After so, Daryl killed it. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. In, came in hot. Yeah. Yeah. I came in hot. I right at the guns and I, yeah. I rattled it off. I didn't even stutter. I was pretty nothing. impressed. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, guys. What did you think? Oh, yeah. Daryl won. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you fumbled too. I did. Yeah, I did. I know. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't stumble that time. I'm well, never going to get it right well, again now. Well, I was going to say Daryl went into it cold, so like there was no like he just yeah. saw it and went with it. Where yeah. you guys were like, yeah. I've seen you guys do it before. I was waiting for the double guns, <laughs> yeah. and then it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was I thought up. I thought Sean was going to hit you with both, and then he just did the one. Well, it was, well, it was well I was trying soft. to fade at the same time, so uh, I was just like, I had to bust out the one. Yeah, just the, yeah. But I knew. <laughs> I knew what the deal was. Yeah. So the the listeners on YouTube or the viewers on YouTube can see. We have OTG Podcast Studio version 197. <laughs> what, what, what episode is this? Uh, 71? 72. 72. 72. One, one of those. Low 70s. Low 70s. Somewhere between 70 and 73. What's yeah. the average lifespan of a male? Of a man? Yeah. Is it uh, 77 is it years? <laughs> is it seven in the I just thought that, I thought that'd be a cool stat. I thought you were going together. for what's the average like length of a podcast. <laughs> oh, no. I know the answer, I know the answer to what that. Is that. What is seven that? Seven episodes. Seven. Seven is wow. the number. Is the number that people make it to. Yeah, yeah, isn't that average. a lucky number? No. Um, Not for podcasts. <laughs> yeah, clearly, yeah. Most, the average is people give up at seven episodes. Yeah, people quit. give up on their podcast at episode seven. On know. average. That We've done, that. you know, so if we have 70 episodes, that's like 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I think what drags that average down is the amount of people that do one, probably. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. people that there's put probably out one so show. many people that do one. And they're like, okay, yeah, that was way harder than I thought it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it drags like, I really don't like talking to a camera or in a mic. I don't like hearing my voice. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't yeah. like mine, but. And there are people that think if they don't instantly get traction or their first episode doesn't get thousands of views, then it's not for them. And it's right. like, man, nothing, very rarely is the things explode like that. Yeah. You got, you got to find a dead person. <laughs> or um, you know, do something crazy. You gotta go viral if you want that to happen. That's oh, like, oh yeah, well, that's different. Yeah, like, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about the YouTube side of things, you but, know. Um, yeah. yeah, but even well, even on a podcast, if you if you were counting on something like that, eventually, if you weren't 
doing a good job, it would fade out. Like yeah. you had that one viral moment where you were super cool yeah. and everybody listened to you. And then three, four episodes later, they're like, this guy's an idiot. He just had that. He just yeah, found that, that dead body. I'm counting on Sean's front lap spread to get us to, to the glory. I'm going to try to fly us to glory. Who is the fastest out of you three for 40 yards? I'm going to guess Phil. Yeah, I don't know. You think Phil? I'm gonna guess I, Phil. I don't really know. Yeah, I don't. What I don't are your really guys? Do you guys have sport backgrounds? Um, um yes, I played baseball. Phil baseball. was Phil was a baseball player growing up. Okay. Uh, I raced BMX, played football, uh, did some powerlifting. Okay, Sean. Uh, I just skateboarded and rollerbladed. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. 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 He's a chill yeah. man. Don't sleep. The amount of coordination yeah. and cardio yeah. from yeah. that stuff, though, Did dude. Don't that. don't put me on anything board wide. Just keep my feet on the ground. As yeah. long yeah. as we do that, I'm great. I don't want to. Denver got me on a longboard last week. Did not yeah. look good. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't feel good either. That is, that is not the vibe for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Man, stay foot races after this? Are we gonna just foot race in this? I'm usually more <laughs> a fan of throwing things. Throwing things Ooh. is kind of my. Yeah. I consider where, my specialty. Where did you play though? In I baseball. pitched and played the corners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you got a long arm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Phil's got a strong arm, man. All right. Viewers on YouTube, you see the new studio. You see the guest. He's already been. You know what I like about you? You kind of just jumped in there after this intro. A lot of the guests, which they they've never done it before or they're not familiar with it, they kind of hang back and they're quiet, uh, which is fine. Yes, yeah. a normal reaction, but. You're like, no, clearly man. I'm, not. I'm hopping in there. I right? like how I, I also like wore my gym shirt to That's your cool, guys' gym's like, nah, I'm dude. just like, I'm proud. No, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Represent. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we got a, we got a, a new guest on the show today. And um, without further ado, I'm going to give the mic up to him and let him tell his story. Tell us a little bit about um, your name, where you're from, what do you do, how'd you get yeah. to where you are, and then we'll go from there, man. Cool. So my name is Eli Marin, as you three know, but yep. maybe... You guys don't know, um, <laughs> but I'm a trainer at Iron Kill Strength, as it says on my shirt. But I do many things. I do. I, uh, I got. Oh, yeah, a, Phil was talking about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got carry a, on. I got a YouTube channel that um, is all about fishing. Oh, Daryl, dude, you done good. <laughs> 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 he kills the intro. That's like the first rule. There That's was the first rule. Well, so to be fair, I am on call for work. That's the only. My ringer hasn't been on since I got a phone in like 2010. <laughs> <laughs> but when I go on call for work, I have to have. Are it you on. a surgeon? I am not a surgeon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what are you like a bomb squad? Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you're like actually yes. I'm like, well, if your phone's going off, you should probably. So take it. Part, part of my job, I work for the refinery. Um, gotcha. And part of my job is to make sure stuff doesn't blow up. So kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But I carry on, man. I'm sorry. You do a bunch of things. Oh yeah. So I do that, right? I train full time. Um, That's your full time job. It's full time job, and not the YouTube, the training. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me clarify that. Um, but I fish a lot and then, um, you know, training wise, I was a, a wrestler, collegiate wrestler, ran cross country. Um, and now I run, you know, ultra marathons. I do 12, 24 hour OCR races, you know, um, long endurance stuff. Like okay. I said, though, I keep it on the ground. I don't swim. That's always the next question. I'd be like, you do triathlons. I'm like, no, I hate swimming. Also, um, ultra for the for the listeners, how long does, it, does is the duration before it has becomes an ultra? Is it a time? Is it 30, a mileage? Thirty one miles. Thirty one miles. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Wow. So so that that's when it becomes ultra. Yeah. That's, All right. That's, I knew I, I knew step. you ran, but I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was that level. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't. I don't really enjoy short distance running mainly because i'm not real real fast 
Mm-hmm. Um, like Phil could probably beat me in a sprint. Mm-hmm. If you can't, you got to get fast. <laughs> you got to work on that. Yeah. But, um, but in all seriousness, yeah, I just, I kind of like to, to see what my body can, can hold you mm-hmm. know, over a long duration. I like to, you know, kind of push myself way past what I think other people are willing to, mm-hmm. um, if it be in anything that I'm putting myself into, um, I just like to be uncomfortable, right? Like I right. feel like if I'm not challenging myself or pushing myself beyond what I think, you know, not just my my body but my mind can do, then I don't really feel like I'm growing, right? So there's often times where, you know, I signed up for a 5K, I did that, and I was like, okay, what's the next thing, right? And I was like, well, 10K is the next thing. So I did a 10K, and then I was like, I don't want to do a half because that just seems lame to tell people like, yeah, I'm, I'm running a half. And yeah, no, offense, is no, no offense to say anything to anyone who's like all about running. <laughs> That's half. where we're at right yeah, now. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like know that, like know Man, that. I like, literally almost died. Yeah. So <laughs> like I met my wife running a half actually. Yeah, wow. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so I'm just a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, but no, so it was really just like, okay, so what's the next thing? I ran a half or a full marathon and I was like, okay, that's cool. But like, is there anything more past this? And there was a couple of things I didn't enjoy about a full marathon. The one that I did was uh, the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon. Mm-hmm. I'm from I'm from Oklahoma, by the way. Oh, okay. sorry to hear um, that. Hook 'em horns, though, <laughs> if that means anything to you guys. Um, but regardless, um, ran that and it was a disaster. I made it to you know mile 18, I think, and my quads blew up, my hamstrings blew up. Um, it was just one of the toughest things I've ever had to do, uh, just to finish. And I finished and I told my buddy, I was like, I'm never doing this again. And I think it was decided to do more. Yeah. And then decided to run a longer race. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so within 30 minutes, (laughs) I I remember like laying so my buddy, my buddy, Andrew, if you're listening, this is funny. He had, he's listening. He had a, yeah, he had a shower at this point in time and it was a, about like if you were to stand this up, this table that's in front of us, if you were to stand this up, that's about the size of it outside of a curtain. Mm-hmm. So like you couldn't move anywhere. So like I had just finished this race. I couldn't hardly walk and I'm like cramped trying to wash my body and everything. And I'm like, I need to find a harder race. And so <laughs> I get I get Jeez. out of the shower and I'm like looking for the next race. And he's like, What are you doing? I was like, I gotta find another race. He's like, You said you weren't ever gonna do this again. And I was like, I'm not, I'm going to do something harder, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And and that's kind of where it started. And and of course, like I kind of took a lot more time to prepare and and prep and get ready for those races. And, you know, you can, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm like, unless you kind of have a good, um, foundation or you've been doing this for a while, it's something that's going to take a while. Like you may sign up for a, a hundred K or 75 K, something like that. Right. And, you may DNF, you, you may not finish. And that's just part of it. And right. one of the biggest things is, is learning where your limits are. And usually you don't find that out until you've crossed it the first time. Right. Right. Like you're like, okay, like, you know, something is failing, something shut down. I'm hyperthermic, whatever it may be that you're going through in that race outside of cramps or, you know, your stomach is upset, you're vomiting, whatever it may be, right? Like your body's shutting down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of like, a, okay, now I know where that line is. Right. And so you're always kind of towing that line of going too far and pushing yourself. So it's a very dangerous kind of place to be in where you're always flirting with that line of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always make sure people understand when they do, 
take on these, these big races like this, like understand it's okay to not finish. Right. The best runners that are doing this don't finish races all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, as long as you kind of have that understanding and you have that discipline to, to stay working, you can, you can be successful. But, um, how long ago was that marathon? Uh, 2000, 2000, what are we? 2012. Oh, wow. So how many ultras have you ran at this point, Eli? One, two, three, four, five. Ish. Um, around 10. Around 10 ultras. Maybe, maybe a little more. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, you're averaging about one a year. One, yeah. One yeah. A, I, I usually try and have two big races a year. Two big races a year. Yeah. And then, you know. So you'll do two ultras in a year. Yeah. You, and and it, some of them are really cool formatted where, you know, I did one um, in 2020. My big race got canceled, but I had all this training that I put in. So I did a 5K every hour on the hour for 24 hours. And the gym that I'm at, it was kind of like my home base. So I'd go run a 5K, come back and eat food, whatever I need to do. And then when the next hour started, so it's like a mm-hmm. 24 hour EMOM essentially that you're running a 5k. Yeah. And and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's pretty a sweet. lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do that right now actually. after this pod. Yeah, we're yeah. going to run a 5k. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like the extent of things, right? And that that race created a different challenge of, you know, you're generally running in the same area doing the same thing over and over and over. Right. And that's kind of how pro, how training is for running cuz you know, you know, especially where we live, like we're kind of in suburbia, there's only so many routes you can take right. unless you're driving an hour or so to get into the woods. Yeah. You just snake through the suburbs basically. Yeah, is exactly. Which you, yeah, you yeah. can get your distance in, yeah. but it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a uh, laid out course. Yeah. It's the, what scares me is cars sometimes. I always yeah, feel like someone's just going to like, you know, mm-hmm. be on their cell phone and just take you out with a Tahoe or something. I've been road. hit. Sweet. I've been hit three times. Three times? Three times. My life. Did you get hit by Tahoe? I mean, it was. No. No? Oh, please. They're still the most dangerous though. Please don't, just don't tell my girlfriend that because she'll never let me run again. She like freaks out every time I go running, you know, she's like, look both ways. Like three times, eight times. I'm, I'm very like, like, I'm very aware of, I, I don't almost enjoy running with certain people cause they'll be like just not aware. I'm like, mm. you gotta like look cause they're not looking. I feel that way on bikes. Like oh, like bikes are bikes. even worse. Yeah. yeah. Cause you mm-hmm. don't, you can't like, I can stop my feet whenever I want. Right. I can't stop a bike right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My bike will stop when I'm over there. Right. right? Sure. If I'm hitting the brakes. It sounds to me like it's the mental side of this that. Oh yeah. Like. That you like. Uh-huh. I'm I'm uh I'm usually finishing anywhere between like third place and tenth place on these races, which is really good. Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I've never stood on the top of a podium in a mm. race, not once. Um, but me pushing myself and finding out where my limits are, that's <laughs> like the exciting thing. Like yeah. I get to go home, you know, and be like, Wow, like I did something that I know, you know, probably the people in my town have never even experienced before you know those those type of things it's like something that's really cool to me to to be uncomfortable and to know that i i may not have been first in this race but i may have pushed myself 
more than the guy that did get first. You're I don't right. know if I can wait till the end of this podcast to go for a run. Yeah. I'm, I'm freaking motivated. I'm ready, ready to go right now. I am ready. <laughs> well, that, oh my that goodness. That was the thing. So I, I contacted Phil. I was like, hey man, like I saw your post. Do you want to go for a run? He's like, well, let me, let me get you on a podcast first. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> the pre, that's the prerequisite. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. Put your time we can figure it out here on the pod. You got to put your time in on the pod. I mean, better watch out. This guy's a savage. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm feeling pretty amateur right now. Like, whoa, what would you tell us half marathoners yeah over us, here us lesser folks yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know we've been at we've been running for daryl and i've been running for a year mm-hmm. uh sean's been running for a couple months yeah, a couple months yeah. yeah the longest we if each ran a half marathon sean ran a 10k yeah mm-hmm. and uh, i think my longest run was about 15 a little mm-hmm. more than a half on a on a training run uh-huh. and uh the goal it currently is to run the full marathon in January. What are your thoughts? What's your advice? What What's you your say? advice? Like where we're at? I think, you know, you, I think if, you fell asleep when you said a uh, full marathon. I mean, yeah. he's just bored. Like, the guy's like, <laughs> full marathon. It's nothing like that. No, the, the biggest thing that I always tell people, cause it's running, it's one thing, you know, there's, especially at your gym, I'm sure you guys have a bunch of different varied, movements and stuff that you guys are doing right to keep your training fun it's very easy especially in the summertime that's coming up to get bored to get less motivated because it's extremely hot you got to dictate for you know now i used to run at 10 a.m in the morning now i have to either run at 6 a.m or i gotta run at 8 p.m whatever it may be you just need to find something that a is going to be fun and b that you can do consistently just like with anything that you guys know when it comes to health and wellness, it needs to be consistent, right? Right. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be exciting. It doesn't have to be the new thing. It just needs to be something that you can be consistent on day in and day out. And that's where you're going to find your biggest. So your advice is train consistently. Yeah. Just find something that works for you and stay in the groove. Yeah. Like don't get caught. Like it's super easy. And I, I, I fight this a lot where, you know, I follow a lot of runners and athletes that, motivate and inspire me and sometimes like I see where their runs are and their paces and I look at mine and I'm like well I'm kind of just a slow fart out here like, <laughs> not slow really fart. like you know just like that slow stinky fart that no one like, <laughs> wants to hang out with you know just like, it's, like, oh, crap. like the, it's like the car fart you know? yeah like <laughs> stuck in it right everyone has to sit and brew in that smell that's like oh, my biggest fear as a runner. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's being that. Yeah. I don't want to be that for, you know, for someone. But, um, and that's also on the other side. Oh, a lot of people, man. a lot of people will see my runs and be like, oh, I can't, I can't run with you. Like, I, I can't do this. And it's like, well, like my, my job, I want to, I love to grow the sport. I love to get people involved with, with running of any form or fashion. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, one mile, if it's 10 miles, a hundred miles, whatever it may be. Right. Like I just, I love that people are wanting to get outside and move. I'm yes. crying you know, right now. Very, so. Two very important things. Yeah. Let's switch gears just a little bit, Eli, not too much. So you're in the personal training space. Yeah. Um, two questions that I have up front. Uh, one, how did you get there? And two, um, do you train people for strength training, running ultras, all of the above? Go ahead. Yeah. All of the above. So, um, what was your first question? I got excited. How did you, how did you get to into oh, training? So, um, I have a, a very sports background, played sports my whole life, always mm-hmm. been involved. Um, but I actually work for the YMCA, um, in Oklahoma and I moved to Arizona for that as well. 
I always worked with kids, with the youth, and I ran the childcare programs, youth development stuff, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and all their like physical fit, like their PE style. Uh, I mean, everything from summer camp to all the sport programs that they had there yeah. to, you know, you drop your kid off and you go work out overseeing all yeah. that, all that type of stuff. Um, so I ran all those programs and then, um, my cousin Danny who owns Iron Keel, um, Shout out Danny. Yeah, shout out Danny. <laughs> um, he he uh, reached out. Well, he didn't reach out to my brother. Reached out to me, and he was like, "Hey, Danny's opening up a gym. Um, I think that'd be a cool move for you. I think you. Sh- I think you kind of capped at where you're at. I think this would be a really cool move for you to do. You should talk to him." And so I came here for Thanksgiving. Um, and I was like, "Hey, like I hear you're you're opening up a gym. Are you looking for someone? Like I'd be very interested in doing this, you know." And he was like. Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. All right. He was, All right. He was, I was like, when do you like need me out here? He was like, yesterday. I was like, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you get a Tupperware so, with this turkey. Yeah. 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 Rock and rolling, man. So you can make yourself a to-go plate. Yeah. <laughs> you know the kind of to-go plate I'm talking about with the foil on top? You got to carry it real careful. Real it's careful. Full. And yeah. it's hot. It's hot. It's yeah. hot. Lots of little potatoes. A pocket cookie. Yeah. Pocket cookie. Yeah. Long story. Portability. Oh, oatmeal raisin. Oh, that's my favorite cookie. Portability is ten. It's a great cookie. Is that your favorite cookie? Um, it depends. Am I taking it on the go? Yes. Then yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, cookies have Madden rankings with all their attributes ranked from zero to ten, yeah. or zero to ninety nine, or whatever. Right? Taste, creativity, yeah. flavor so, like, profiles. Oatmeal raisin taste might be like a seven or an uh-huh. eight. Yeah, maybe a seven. Where a chocolate chip is like a 10 on taste. However, sure. if you're putting it in the pocket, portability on the chocolate chip cookie goes way down because the chips are going to melt. Yep. It's going to get all in your pocket. Gotta be careful. But the oatmeal yeah. raisin, nah, that's 10. Yeah. That's, that's a 99. Cookie. That's a 99 on the yeah, I think for the pocket. I, I think overall, like the, the lifetime, the lifespan of an oatmeal raisin cookie is, you know, far in comparison to many other things. Right, so it'll be, it'll be good for a long duration, whereas a chocolate chip, you got to kind of eat it. We need to get that on the rankings. Quickly. Yeah. We need to get that yeah, on the rankings. Yeah, we need to really get a whiteboard we in need here. To get, we need to get, yeah. you guys need longevity. Yeah. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a science project. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> science project that involves eating cookies, bro. Science. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Phil would win. No so, doubt. So if it was cheesecake eating competition, he can't touch me. Cookies, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm going to be the guy. Danny says, get here now. Yeah, Danny says, get in here. So I- You're I, in Arizona. Yep. I fly back to Phoenix um, and I tell my boss like, hey, I'm deucing out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I packed up my truck. You know, I had a, a small Ford Ranger at the time. Yeah, nice. Uh, loaded it all up and uh, me and my cat and we drove down here and it took about 26 hours. I yeah. Think. Uh, did that drive. And then that, that same morning that I got in, we had our first like staff meeting. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So I drove all night and came into a staff yeah. meeting. Yeah. I walked in with your cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I sent the cat inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I was curious. I've always been curious of your relationship with Danny and Iron Keel. Like I yeah. know who Danny is and I know Iron Keel and, and everything. Yeah. I've been over there and I know, I know like when he moved locations, you went as well, but I was never sure of the relationship. I didn't know if you just like, you just worked there. Yeah. I didn't know if you like some type of partner. I didn't know what was going on there. So that's interesting. Yeah. He, uh, um, the very first, like some of the very first clients we had coming into the gym, he'd introduce, you know, all the coaches, you know, and show them around the gym. He's like, oh yeah. And that's, that's my cousin, Eli. And I was like, 
<laughs> no, like I work Bro, here. I like work I'm here. not. I'm not just like the dude that like hangs out just in the hang corner. Out at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, like I'm. I am somebody. He's like, oh yeah, we'll just call you cousin Eli. Yeah. And so now, like everyone knows me as cousin Eli. Cousin that's, Eli. That's yeah. The the nickname. Wow. So yeah. We need so, to switch that to trainer Eli. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's stuck now. I mean, yeah. We'll <laughs> so talk more so about you that. hop in there. Yeah. You become cousin Eli, mm-hmm. and um, you do you do like a standard. You take on clientele. They cut. They uh, they come in for X amount of sessions, and do you tailor to them? How does it How does it work? Um, so I have a I have a morning class that I run. Okay, um, so it's class. It's a it's a group. So I have that at first thing six a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that is all my PT clients. So. Yep. Generally, early morning into early afternoon is a lot of young adults to to middle age to active older adults, depending yeah. on on what I'm doing. Um, so we have people that you know their goal is to be able to do you know five pull ups. Some people is they're coming off of a a knee replacement. You know, some people um, all all the goals are different basically. Sure, sure. Right? So everything's kind of catered to to where they're at, which is that's nice. kind of where I, what I was asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's every, not like a hey, this is what I do. You're like, hey, what do you need? And I can do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then usually in the afternoons is all like my high school, junior high age mm-hmm. kids. That I want to be better with. at sports. Yeah. And I have I have some that are just like, hey, like my kid doesn't, you know, exercise very a whole lot or, you know, wants to get comfortable. I want my, my kid to be comfortable in the gym. He doesn't yeah. have any experience and we don't want his friend, you know, who also doesn't know how to do anything to go into a gym and get hurt. Right. right? Okay. So we have lots of those that come in as well, which is, which is really nice. So it's not just like you have to do baseball, football, soccer to come see me. It's, yeah. it's, it's anyone. And those are usually some of the more, um, retention wise, they, they usually stay longer, right? Cause they don't yeah. have a sport that they have to dump off to. So they're right. not gone right. for three or four months. Right. So, um, you can see a lot more progression, a lot more growth. And that's, that's really rewarding. And the, the parents, you know, get to really see the benefit of that. And they love to see that their kid is happy and healthy and, and wants to continue to be like that. Right. It's usually from 12 to 18 is a really pivotal time for kids and they're oh, kind yeah. of, they're, they're sponges, right? So they're just looking to gravitate to who is going to help them progress to be mm-hmm. a better adult, right? They're learning these skills, right? So, whether, whether or not they know it, kids between the ages of 12 and 20 are looking for guidance, whether or not yeah. they know that that's what they're looking for. That's what yeah. they're looking for. Exactly. I know that's what yeah. I was looking for. And I didn't know that that's what I was right. looking for exactly. until I was like, 27 I was like that's what was going on yeah anyway. like well like when I look at my role models and people that like I look back at that really shaped who I am right it was in that stage of you know 13 to 17 18 years old that really had a big impact on who I am and how I carry myself now right mm-hmm. so keeping that in the back of my mind I'm you know very conscious and very aware not just of the kids but also the adults that you know, that are, are looking to learn, right? If, yep. as long as you're coming into the gym, looking to learn, looking to grow, you're usually going to have better results than, you know, walking in with a, well, I've already done this for five years, mm-hmm. you know, or this has been working for me, but this isn't. It's like, there, there's an obvious reason that people are coming to me, right? And it's not because they're already super successful generally. Right. Right. right? They're like trying they're, to get more successful. Exactly. At right. At their goal. Yeah, exactly. So whatever level of success that needs to be for them, you know, you got to have those conversations. Like I'm not, I'm not here to give you what you want always. I'm here to give you what you need. 
Yeah. Right. And so kind of having those, those conversations early really sets the tone and can really lead to a lot of progress a lot sooner than it would be, you know, you guys clashing all the time on what you think you should be doing. Right. So, um, interesting. That's, that's, that's a really cool way to look at it. Um, you know, <clears throat> I feel like I, I'm not a personal trainer, but, um, I know a lot of them and I feel like, uh, while that seems very simple, yeah. uh, that's not really the approach that a lot of people, uh, a lot of trainers will take. And, um, they think cause they're their clients, they shouldn't maybe voice their opinion too strongly. And you're saying, Hey, if I, I want to help you, and this is what I genuinely think is going to help you, even though it's different than what you're telling me. Yeah. And, uh, that's a tough conversation to have, but it's necessary and it's bold. And, um, like you said, you generate results faster, more efficiently yeah. typically because of it. Yeah. And I mean, and I'm never telling my clients like it's my way or the highway type of deal, right? Like they, no, this owe, is my opinion. Yeah. 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 Right. And, and they can take it or leave it. Right. right they sure. might. And that's the other thing too, is like, I have consults, not just for like a movement assessment, but sometimes it's just to see like, Hey, is this going to be a good fit? Right. If we're constantly not looking forward to seeing each other on sessions, <laughs> we're probably not going to have a lot of results. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's been, there's been times where I've, I've referred your gym, I'm like, hey, this, you know, I don't know if this is a great spot, but I know Phil, he's a great guy. He has a gym that's only a few miles away. You should go check him out. Yeah. Right. Like having those options and having trainers that, you know, you can trust and that are going to take care of people is just as important. People think that like it's me against the world as a trainer. Like I got to be the best. I know everything. Right. And the minute that that happens, you really shut yourself on on how much you can really get better in the clients that you can really have. Yeah. So. I've found uh, a lot of fulfillment in doing exactly what you just said. There was, um, a few examples, but one in particular, I actually just told this story not too long. I don't remember why. I think it was last week. We was were it? talking about it with, uh, Phil, with, with Phil? PH Phil. Yeah. yeah. And, PH uh, Phil. <laughs> there, there was an instance, <laughs> the other Phil spells it the wrong. Phil. Spells spells it wrong. wrong. <laughs> there was like, an instance where someone Phil. came in, <laughs> Well, <laughs> F is obviously the correct way to spell yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Phil, yeah. not yeah. Phil. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I agree. Let's just yeah. knock that out. Yeah. Sean, S-H-A-W-N. That's Easy. how it's spelled. Honestly, yeah. I don't think I've seen a lot of Phil's that are F-H, though. Doesn't make them right, F-I, sorry. They're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Sean, S-H-A-W-N mm -hmm. is... Because as with most... As with most things, there's only one right way. Yeah, S-H-A-W-N. You could make an argument for S-H-A-U-N, maybe, Sean, mm -hmm. but S-E-A-N, that's seen. Okay, get over it. It's name funny. Is seen. Get over it. <laughs> My last client today, his it's name is Sean. His name is Sean, and it's spelled S-E-A-N. He's wrong. Uh -oh. Or his parents are wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not yeah. on him. Yeah, he didn't. Take it. <laughs> it's, not it's, not, it's not Scene's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scene's fault. His name yeah, is Scene. For real, dude. <laughs> I just give people a hard time. Anyway, Phil. Right, Phil, yeah, tell your heartfelt story. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's heartfelt. It felt kind I mean, of heartfelt. It felt, it felt heartfelt for me because here's what happened. Uh, someone called, and I actually sent. When people call for bodybuilding or powerlifting or CrossFit or something like that, uh, I'll always immediately send them. And, and I have yeah. my list of resources, sure. right? And um, so I sent a lady, she wanted to do uh, bodybuilding style. Uh -huh. And I sent her to someone and that person called me, said, thank you. Yeah. And then the client two weeks later called me and said, thank you so much. This is the best thing. I'm signed up for my competition. I'm competing on this day. Yeah. I just want to say thank you. Yeah. 
And this I was feels like, good, right? Yeah. Like, and it was you, great. Like, gave someone the gift that they wanted, right? <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. yeah. It felt, it felt really good. Yeah. You know, so. I think that's, and that's something that comes with maturity in the job, in the profession, right? Like you're so hungry to start out that you're like, yeah, I'll just take anyone, everyone, like, yeah. I, let me get right. it. Right. And then you find out like, okay, like maybe these are my avenues and maybe this is so-and-so's mm-hmm. avenue. Maybe I should, I should feed that machine giver's gain. Right. I mean, you're familiar with that kind of mindset, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Phil has, a uh, Phil, like any business should has a target audience. Right. right? And, um, yeah. I feel like as a trainer, there's multiple audiences you could target, but, um, yeah, don't just, I know people want to grow, but uh, don't get stuck on it's only, only this or only that. Yeah. Um, and figure out who you can really help, who you really want to help and take on mostly that. And then, you know, if there's some other stuff you can, you can feel from the, from the side, you know, that's not exactly your thing. That's okay too. But yeah. uh, people just want to take on any client, take on any client. And then it makes for not a good fit for multiple clients. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's not a great situation. I saw um, a quote the other day and it said, oh man, I hope I don't forget exactly how this, but it was basically, people don't forget. Cause, cause (laughs) um, that can mess up your reputation. Yeah. So the, the quote, that's kind of where the quote that I saw was you can always create another business, but you can't create another reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if something's off in what you're doing and you go create, you can always create another business if the business is off. Yeah. But if you mess up your reputation, that follows you forever because yeah, sure. just, and you may be great at Avenue X, yeah. but if you take on someone that's looking for Avenue Y, now yeah. you look bad. Yeah. You, you could be the greatest in the world at X. Right. You're going to get a bad review. But yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly, now you have a bad review. Right? And they're yeah. going to go tell their friends, hey, this, don't guy, go sucks. this guy yeah. sucks. Yeah. But exactly. it's really just because the puzzle pieces didn't fit together. That's right. Yeah. Um, so what, um, one more question, Eli, about the whole iron kill. When, what year was that? When did you come down? 2016. Okay. So you've been there. You've been here since 2016 doing what you do, yep. building what you've, what you've built so far. The empire. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask like, what do you do for yourself? Like uh, you obviously do a lot of endurance. So how much lifting are you mixing in there? How much CrossFit, you know, what, Eli's what, what are you doing? Like? So for me, it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm in the gym. So I'll train usually at 5am, not Strength, like, strength training? Yeah, yeah, strength training, sorry. Um, and th- and there's some, you know, high-intensity stuff always built in, but um, it's usually just a lot of strength work. And that will kind of dictate my runs too. So if my if I have a longer run day, then I'm probably not going to be, you know, doing squats that day, right? I'm going to be um, doing more of a push-pull day probably that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and either Saturday or Sunday – um, our run days. Okay. So I usually have two rest days. Um, and full rest. No. Yeah. A Sunday is almost always a full rest day. There's usually one day like Saturday. We'll probably get to this at some point, but Saturday is a big fish day. So I'm fishing and filming yeah. and it's a lot of work and yeah. it's a lot of, it's yeah, it's not easy. So I don't really count that as a rest day, especially when it's summertime cause you're out in the heat and it's hard to stay hydrated and, and fueled during that. So, um, yeah, like a Sunday is usually just like a full chill day. Um, I may go out for a long walk. I love to walk. Um, I'm a big walker myself. Yeah, I love to walk. It's it's more enjoyable than running. Usually when I'm running, like I kind of have like a goal. I'm focused on this. I don't really get to always enjoy my surroundings. Mm-hmm. So whereas like when I walk, everything slows down. I get to see a lot more. 
I enjoy it a lot more. That was my next question. With the runs, you're running four days a week. I do as well. Our splits sound pretty similar, actually. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. But um, I was curious on when you're running, like, what's going on? Are you just kind of going on how you, oh, man, I feel good today. I'm going to go on a long one or I'm going to go fast. Or do you have a program? Do you have a structure? Do you, does someone help you out with that? Like, what's that look like? Um, it depends on the time of year, right? So I'm coming up in, a, I just had a race a couple of weeks ago. And that was just more of like a, a fun run for me. It was a, a trail race up near Austin. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what town we were Very in. Very cool. Uh, but lots, yeah. of, lots of hills, lots and lots of hills. So that was kind of the, the fun part. And it was a fast race. So um, my legs blew up quite a bit on that one. That was fun. Um, but uh, they almost fell off. It was great. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I, it was kind of frustrating. I was about a half a mile from the finish line, and my hamstring just said, "No, nah, we're done." And I just, I had to sit there and watch, you know, three of the people that I was running against. I think at the time I was in sixth place overall, and I had to watch, you know, my competition pass me. My hamstring is just like locked up, and I'm like. I can't move yet. (laughs) And so that was tough, but, um, it was a fun run. It wasn't like, a, um, I was prepping for it or anything. It was just Mm kind of to get me excited for the summer. So I always try and pick a a race in February, maybe another race in March. And then I have one May, June time period to kind of get me excited and get me, you know, refocused and get me an idea of what I need to do over the summertime. You know, I've gone into some years where, you know, I'm in May and everything's going great and I'll kind of just go and build my miles real slow. Um, if I'm feeling behind, then I'll, I'll be a little more aggressive with my mileage. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that, like, I recommend that for everybody. That's not like a, a blanket statement. If you're feeling like out of shape, you just ramp up your mileage. I'm not saying that by any means, but I've done this enough times that like I kind of can you feel know what you need. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, and some of those things, you know, just dictate on the year, right? Like my schedule may be looking different, right? My, my workflow may be less busy, more busy that time of year. And I yeah. have to dictate for that. Cause I mean, I may be running for, you know, an hour. I may be running for three hours at a time. So and that's a big block that you sure. try. Yeah. So you basically build your own uh, training program based yeah. off of how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you experienced yeah. enough now to know, okay, yeah. this is what I need to do to get to this goal. Yeah. Okay. So, so Super for, cool. for right now, for example, um, race went pretty well. Lex did really well. Felt good about that. So, um, my next race will probably be in June, July. I'll find, um, a marathon trail, probably something like that, where it's a really tough trail, but a little bit shorter of a distance. Yep. Um, and then November and December, I'll have some, you know, anywhere from 75 to a hundred mile distance runs. Wow. And so the summer is kind of like my meat and potatoes of training. Like I need to make sure that I'm staying healthy. There's no injuries because I'm going to go into a maintenance phase basically once I get into September where it's just I'm maintaining mileage, you know, recovery is always great, sleep's great, everything's just dialed in just so that when I hop on the start line, I'm just rocking and rolling. Right? Sure. So I big my big part of my programming is starting right now. So yesterday I did seven and a half. Today I'll probably do anywhere from eight to nine depending on how I feel. Um and then Saturday will be a fish day. We'll get to that. Sunday, I'll do a long walk. Yeah. Um, when the next week starts, it'll look a little different. Did something turn off? No, oh. we're good. It's it's oh. mine. I'll, I'll fix it. Oh, yeah, sure. we're good. 
Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. What, what long-term fitness-wise, like, uh, you just can keep doing these races? Do you have, uh, you know, you like, know anything in from the strength department that you're more interested in? Or do you see, do you see the weights as a way to, um, not get injured during these long races? Like, is that kind of your mindset behind that? Um, strength training is, I mean, I think something that even still a lot of runners aren't signed on for and are missing a lot. You see a lot more injuries, right? So, um, getting them the education that they need to know with, with strength training and the benefits that it gives to runners, um, is something that I really focus on. So even in like in my own posts, I should probably focus more, you know, on the strength training side of things just so that people know, Hey, I'm not just running all the time, right? Like I'm training four days a week in the gym, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like a lot of runners that I meet and know that have, you know, hip injuries, knee injuries, you know, they have back pain, whatever it may be. Right. And it's like, okay, so tell me about your programming. It's like, well, I run seven days a week. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, oh. it's wild. You know, Phil and I ran our first half marathon last year and so you start getting into that world a little bit more mm-hmm. um because we hadn't actually ran it at a race before yeah and so you start talking to more people and it's crazy the amount of people that think that one you can't or two you shouldn't do both like and or so there's people that say oh yeah you can't be a runner and lift weights that you know that's the, a pretty popular thing that people think oh yeah. if you're somebody who lifts weights you can't be a runner yeah and then mm-hmm. if you're somebody who's a runner then either you can't lift weights or you shouldn't lift yeah. weights. And that's super common for no apparent reason. People yeah. just assume that since, uh, you know, maybe your goal is to be a good runner, you should only ever run. Yeah. And there's more, there's more. Why to do that. you think that is? Why do you think people have people runner or people that from the outside people, looking in, they're thinking that if you lift weights, you can't run. Or if you run, you can't lift. Like what, where'd that come from? I think it stems from, you know, you see there, there's always a divide, right? Everyone wants to be like, I'm a CrossFit guy or, you know, I'm a yogi or mm-hmm. I'm a runner or I'm a power lifter. So right? do you think this, it's like a tribalism yeah. situation going yeah, on? Yeah. This is what but, I do. Yeah. This is, this is me. This is my thing. I can't dabble on the other side of the gym mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, I can't touch a barbell because I got a 10 K tomorrow, whatever yeah. it may be. Right. Um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing is for runners specifically when it comes to lifting is that they think that's going to take away from, from their ability to run at, at full potential, right? They don't see the progress, but they're also the ones that are generally coming to me with, Hey, I've had this nagging injury for 20 years or, you know, like I can't, I, I, I miss running. I can't run anymore. The doctor says it's plantar fasciitis or, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And, you know, you take a look in more in depth of what their training is like, and you're like, oh, you're running seven days a week. Hey, you're not recovering, resting at all. Right. So you're not, you're you're giving muscle damage, but you're not letting it repair. Right. (laughs) You know, so there's that standpoint, there's no mobility (laughs) built in. Right. Which is, I think just in general, something that everyone is always kind of missing. Oh yeah. (laughs) that's my my biggest thing yep so you know spending time on that and then also making sure that that you're building strength if you don't Mm -hmm. i mean it blows my mind that people think that you you're not you you can run 100 miles and not be strong like that blows my mind that people think you gotta be strong yeah you you gotta be strong strong to run 100 miles yeah like 
if you're not, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that and that's kind of one thing I tell people when they're like, oh, so you're a runner. All you do is run. Right. And I'm like, you see what I'm doing, right? Like I have races, you know, for 12 hours straight where I'm carrying sandbags, I'm hauling things, you know, I'm dragging things, I'm climbing over things. It's like, it takes a lot more than just some, some calf raises and running all day to, yeah. to be able to make this Which happen. Which people need to do more of calf raises. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Myself included. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Have, I have bad genetics though. Why would um, I train calves? Listen, I have bad bro. genetics, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it is dumbfounding sometimes, but I love that I get to be a piece for someone to kind of sure. correct that. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> do you build, um, uh, running programs for people? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and you I, do that and strength training programs. Yeah, I know so you said a little bit of everything earlier. Yeah. So I have clients that are just focused on, on certain races or they're running. Right. And that's, and their weight training is, is part of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's and, and so either some of them already go to a gym and they're like, Hey, I'm already doing all this. Can you just put together, you know, a program to get me to do a 10 K or yeah. a half. Right. Mm-hmm. When, once you start getting over a half marathon, the, I think the general public has to get a little bit more dialed in on mm-hmm. their run program. You can get away with a lot of things and a half. Um, with a half. Yeah. yeah. Once you start getting over that, that two hour threshold, you really got to start dialing in a lot of other things. Yeah. Your body's got to be operating optimally yeah. uh, for longer periods of time. And yeah. yeah. So you, the training gets a little more nuanced. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a cool way to look at it. Um, uh, so when's your next race? Uh, I know you, it you, could be, you it mentioned could, June, July. I'm, I'm looking at June. I was um, just wondering if you had one that you were definitely going to do yet. Uh, I have a big one. My big one at the end of the year is in Dallas. It's um, a 24-hour uh, Tough Mudder, okay. world's toughest. Um, and that's always the big the big race of the year for me. Some, some years I get to do it and, you know, it doesn't happen, right? I have a 12-hour race that I do usually in September mm-hmm. to kind of prep me for it. Um, called America's toughest mutter. America. Um, America. So it's, uh, when they say 12 hour, like what, what's determining this time threshold? So, um, you start at 8 PM, you finish at 8 AM and it's a, a five mile loop oh. and you do as many laps as possible. So the person, okay. So instead of finishing a X amount of laps in time, it's how many laps can you get done in this time? Exactly. Got it. Okay. That's yeah, what yeah. I was missing. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Super cool. I didn't know that's how it works. I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So whenever a race has a time duration, it's typically how many laps have you done on this? So course? the winner has the X amount of distance. Yeah. Not fastest time. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a different beast and, it, and it's cool. It has its, it's, it's fun nuances and stuff, but I definitely have transitioned a little more into, you know, I'm going to start at point A and I'm going to finish at point B, right? Like I want to be able to, you know, say I ran from Texas to Oklahoma. Like I love yeah. like something like that at this I could point. Do that if you drop me off at the border, <laughs> I'll run right across. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the, uh, I almost did a run uh, a couple years ago where you start at the casino um, or not. in you start in the middle of Dallas <clears throat> and you run to the casino in Oklahoma. I can't remember the name of it, but it's on the South end of Oklahoma, right? As you get Brackettsville. In. No, no. <laughs> there was, there's, no a, there's a there's a Bra- Brackettsville is Brackettsville. There's yeah. a casino there. Never heard I of think. it. I think there's casinos everywhere up there. Oh yeah, yeah. there's tons. Yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right, so you can drive in my hometown five minutes in any direction and be at a casino. Wow. Yeah, they're everywhere. 
I want to change gears a little bit to, um, the other day when we were talking, I was like, Hey, you want to come on the pod? And you were like, yeah, let's do it. Bracketsville's in Texas, y'all. This guy knows everything about Oklahoma. He He is Oklahoma. (laughs) He's the Oklahoma. Thackerville. Ah, uh, okay. Thackerville. Yep. That's where the casino is at. Yep. Yep. Or a, a, a notorious casino is there. Yeah. That's so, is yeah. that the one? That's the one I was going to yeah. go to. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Thacker. You know, <laughs> same thing. Same. Yeah. It's a very odd word. <laughs> <laughs> There's some CKs and ERs yeah. thrown in there oh, somewhere. It's, 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 yeah. just, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. It's long. But, um, Sounds like a hornet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary hornet. Uh, Last week, and I went in and dug a little bit, you know what I mean? Because I've always, I've, to be honest with you, man, I've kind of been following you in the background for maybe a year or two, uh-huh. you he's know? Been, he's uh, been watching you. Yeah, I like it. I, I cool. have. That's good. And I was like, man, what is going on with this guy and Iron Keel? Like, uh, how did, you know, what's going on over who there? Who are you? Yeah. And then, uh, so, but I went in and dug a little him and said, who are you? I would have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been sure. dope. Yeah. yeah. And, uh. He'd have been like. I'm Eli. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. That's what I was looking for. I'm on the right path. Yeah. But, uh, and there was even like maybe about a year ago or whatever, there was like a, uh, a virtual networking thing that we were in the same, same group and we yeah. chatted a little bit and stuff like that. But anyways, I was digging a little bit like on your Facebook page or YouTube channel or something. And I come across this video, this guy, oh, yeah. oh, he's out fishing, right? And it sounds like you go fishing every Saturday and yeah. you film it. And I was Before we wrap the show up, we'll get into the, yeah, we'll get into the fishing. Oh, no. That, yeah. We, we, th- this one might take a while. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> All right. We're in the water already. Yeah. yeah. We're, in, we're in the water. Well, yeah. We're in a boat and the boat's in the water. But next thing you know, this giant snapping turtle surfaces. And then, so is him. It on and, the is that your, your line? Is it on the. Yeah, okay. is this was that your friends, your cousin, or something that you were with? The oh, guys you were with, uh, two of my buddies, two friends. Okay, uh, Alex, if you're watching this, and Doctor Phil, if you're watching, yeah. This. So shout out um, those guys. Yep. Uh, and they're like, "Oh my, I think it's a turtle or something like that." And he's like, "Yeah, it is." And they see it and they get an idea of how big it is. Next thing you know, it cuts to the uh, shoreline, and they're all in like knee deep mud and stuff, you know, in here. And this turtle, I'm telling you. I was scared. A giant turtle. And I, I, I don't know. How big was it? How, like, did y'all um, measure it or like weigh it or anything? No, we didn't. So it cuts, right? And so we got on the, we got it up to the boat and we lassoed it. Yeah, that's um, right. We lassoed it and then we had to tow it to a bank. Okay. To, to, to get, we weren't going to put it on the boat. This thing had to weigh a couple hundred pounds. Oh yeah, it's massive. Um, yeah. you guys Where'd you catch this thing at? Buffalo Bayou. Okay. Yep. So you're in Houston. Uh, yep. Right okay. in downtown Houston. Oh, not, wow. Not far from the stadium. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're fishing for alligator gar um, and throw out a big bait and something picks it up and it's like a really slow, steady pull. And I'm like, mm, it's probably not a gar. So I reel down on it and it's just like a, uh, like you hooked into a dead body as we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, and so it hooks into that, and I'm like, this is weird. It has to be a turtle. And I just think or a dead like, body. Or a dead body, yeah. <laughs> or a dead body. Yeah. And I would probably went more viral. No. <laughs> you would have went viral. Yeah. But yeah. snapping turtles aren't as cool as dead bodies. Yeah, apparently. sadly. But either way. Maybe I'll it, pretend it, to be a dead body. It, you can catch me. <laughs> we'll both go viral. I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, so we get it up. And I just think it's, you know, I've caught. You drag it to the bank. 
before this. Okay, okay, before, okay. I hook into the snapping turtle, right? I'm like, okay, I've got snapping turtle before, not a big deal. And I see it and I'm like, holy blank, this is the biggest throw I've ever seen. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I said that in the video. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, it's the biggest thing I've ever seen. Like, that's what she said type of joke. Right, right? yeah. And so they're all like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to get this thing on video. Like, this is what I'm here to do. And so we lasso it, we tow it to the bank. And I've never handled a big snapping turtle before, but. I don't um, handle any snapping turtle. But with they snapping, snap. yeah. So with their heads though, they can't reach directly behind them. So right. um, you're safe as long as you stay directly behind them. They have this big part on their shell that you can hold on to. Yeah. And and you're gonna be fine, but you I gotta also, see a picture of this thing. But Dude. you also yeah, gotta you kinda get hold there. it like a chainsaw. Almost, can we get right? Sean? Yeah. Maybe Sean can snip it in or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely gonna bring this video yeah, in yeah. somewhere. Yeah, for the this YouTube is scary. Right? Like one of your, he snapped at one of your friends. Yeah. Like, so um, we we worked pretty hard this. to get the hook out. <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, you have to um, see it. But we worked pretty hard to get the hook out, and we weren't able to get it. Um, sadly, it'll still be fine. And if you watch the video, you'll know that it's just in its jaw not actually in its throat or anything. So he'll be fine. Um, but either way, regardless, he goes to cut the line and the turtle goes to snap at him and he moves his hand just in time. Ooh. Right. And it was a pretty scary moment, but it's, it was like Bowser. It was, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it is literally Bowser. It's, it's claws. Like it's nails are almost the size of this. I don't have big hands or anything, but like it's almost the size of my finger. Wow. Like this. So it's, what, do you, what do you think? A couple hundred pounds? easily uh yeah yeah it's it's huge yeah yeah like okay. it yeah. was exhaust i couldn't hold it all the way up of course i had to like lever it up mm. um it was massive <laughs> and also it, it was one of the coolest catches i've ever made not that the fight was so cool but just the rarity of being able to a see something that big yeah and that pre like prehistoric almost and it's also like 100 years old or something yeah about how long do you think it was um like your table. No like way. Yes. Dude, watch the table video. Table size? It's huge. Somewhere in there. I'm like, when the, when he went to Holy grab, shit. he went to try to get the, I guess he had some pliers in his hands, I think, mm. and he was going to. Or a gun. I, guess, <laughs> I couldn't and really tell if he was trying to grab the hook or just go cut the line. But I'm saying, I'm saying that the, the guy's mouth would easily overtake like your entire, your arm. Like without, without. Problems. It was his head. Um. Much bigger. I'm trying to look around and see. Um, much bigger Bowling than bowling ball. Yeah, but like shaped a little different. Right. But like, like, just so big you can't even like. I, you look at it and you're like, I. It looks like a fake picture. Like yeah. when I show people, it's like, oh, that's photoshopped. And it's like, well, go watch the video. Yeah. And you watch the video, and you're like, holy crap, that thing really is that big. I'm watching this on yeah. the way home. Yeah. Put it on the, <laughs> it on the you, screen yeah. in the ram. There you go. Every Saturday, <laughs> are, you, are you filming when you're fishing? <laughs> like, is that kind of, you're out there fishing yeah. and filming? Already? And, yeah. and there, there's some days that, you know, I'll film on other days. Kind of just depends on my schedule. But mm -hmm. I usually try and always dedicate Saturday as my film day. Okay. Um, and, you know, and some days I don't catch anything, or some days I catch, you know, not impressive things right not massive snapping turtles yeah not massive snapping turtles you know i, I it, catch go ahead go ahead i just catch generally i feel like my channel is known for me catching really big fish yeah and so on days you know where i catch what, what we call eaters or fun size those are usually like your, your smaller fish right. like this um 
you're kind of like, uh, I mean, it's not that exciting yeah. of a video when like your last video was you caught a, a six and a half foot alligator gar, yeah. you know? Sure. Right. So, so is your YouTube, um, pretty much, uh, fishing content, uh, that's pretty much everything that's on there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Cool. So it's, it's, well, it's kind of dedicated. Yeah. Know, good deal. I try to be very specific, um, um, with that. So that was people that work out and don't usually fish a whole lot and vice versa, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I get to con- like when I'm doing farmer's carries, it's very similar to me carrying all my fishing and, and filming gear. Sure. So I, I do lots of carries and I feel it. So very much what was carrying. it something that, um, you obviously like fishing. Yeah. Um, and is that, kind of, was it kind of organic like that? Hey, I like to go fishing. And then you wanted to not just catch speckled trout in, uh, you know, in, in the brook, in the bay. <laughs> and you said, I want to catch big things. And then you were like, man, I could record this and document it all. Did it kind of grow like that? Or did, were you like, I'm going to start fishing so that I can film it? No, I grew up fishing. I've been fishing ever since, you know, I was a, a baby toddler, right. you know, ever since you could have a Snoopy pole really. Yeah. Um, in Oklahoma, always grew up fishing. Me and my brother, we fished all the time. Um, and so I still fished my whole life and COVID hit and I couldn't really work and right. we were basically locked inside. And, uh, so I started watching a lot of fishing videos kind of like get me excited about yeah. things that I missed, you know? And I was watching him. I was like, I'm funnier than this guy. <laughs> and I was like, I catch way bigger fish than this guy. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I should do this. And so then I went and bought a, bought a camera and a GoPro and, and started filming. Yeah. Know? Started so, filming uh, what you were already doing. Yeah, exactly. Super, super yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so while we're on the topic, where can the, where can the listeners find you at Eli, uh, your Instagram, your YouTube, yeah. your email, whatever you want to put out there. Hooked up with cousin Eli. Cousin Eli. There it is. Yeah. So it's going to come back around. Yeah. Hooked, hooked up with cousin Eli. Hooked up with cousin Eli on the YouTubes. Um, Instagram is just cousin Eli. Cousin Eli. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I really rolled with that. Yeah. Um, I rolled with cousin Eli has kind of become your thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's memorable. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. The only problem is I made a big mistake and now I'm just Uh-oh. on it. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I spelled it since we're talking about spelling, I spelled it C U Z I N instead oh. of C O U S I N. So when I tell people, like, yeah, it's cousin Eli. Oh, they cousin look up Eli. regular cousin yeah. and mm-hmm. then they're just like, I can't find you. Exactly. Oh, damn. damn it. Yeah. So now I'm like so committed to the CUZ, but and I'm always sh- like, we need to get Miriam Webster to change it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to yeah. go through that brain refresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the, the only big thing. So I always make sure to tell people like C-U-Z-I-N. And they're like, oh, are you like not smart? <laughs> <laughs> no, you were so, just trying to be different, a little different. Yeah. yeah. Trying to be a little different and um, made it difficult. So yeah. your your cousin Eli on Instagram, you're mm-hmm. hooked up with cousin Eli C U Z I N on YouTube. Yep. And um, is your is your Instagram just personal? Um, is it uh, training stuff? All the all the above? Um, it's it's a lot of fishing currently right now. Um, but a lot of my stories and stuff is a lot of fitness, a lot of running, um, a lot of gym stuff. My Facebook is a lot of like. Uh, family stuff, a lot of like posting about my fishing. F- Facebook is kind of nice, friendly, fun things. Yep. Instagram, uh, my personal one is all generally either fishing or fitness. And then I have a photography page and that's all like sports uh, and fitness photography stuff that I do. Super so, cool. Um, yeah. So uh, it's, is that where if people wanted to get training from you, would they, would you 
want them to contact you on Instagram or? No, probably Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably Facebook or, or just like my, my email, thrilleel at gmail.com, T-H-R-I-L-L-E-E-L at gmail.com. I don't pick normal. I came up with that. <laughs> I was wondering, I asked, I was like, hey, what's a good, uh, what's a good email for a, <laughs> yeah. for a calendar invite, you know, for the pod? And he's like, thrill eel. And I'm like, thrill eel. I like eel. it. Yeah. I like it. It came up, uh, my buddy came up with it in college and just it just kind of stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I need All right. To, I don't feel very professional when I tell people my email. I need to change that. But the, the one before that was even worse. I'll tell us about well, it. Triple, it? triple Mexican threat <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> triple Mexican threat. Triple Mexican threat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a triple threat, but a triple Mexican 60 threat. 60 seconds or less. <laughs> or if it takes longer, that's fine too. But yeah, tell, us. tell us where it came from. Um, so me and my buddy, uh, Kenny J, were at his house and we were trying to make a MySpace account. And to make a MySpace account, you had to create an email. Mm-hmm. Or and use a fake one. <laughs> yeah, or, or, or I guess or I could be a triple, Mex- triple Mexican threat. Yeah, and so we're coming up with nicknames. And Let's he, see if that's on he Gmail. He picked yet. an easy one. We're from a, a town called Ponca City. Ponca um, City. And we are. Uh, that's our, near Winniewood, <laughs> where the zoo's at. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, Joe Exotic. <laughs> there is a refinery there, though. I know that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not near Winniewood. But, um, and so <laughs> that's a fact. I was going to ask you about that too when you told There's me. There's a Phillips work. there, right? Big Phillips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yep. carry on. Good job. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> okay. So, and we are the home of the Wildcats. That's our mascot. So, okay. his email, which is still that email. So, if you want to contact him, I think it's, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear this. It's, it's pcwildcat1 uh, at hotmail.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which makes perfect sense. He's from Ponca City, home yeah. of the like it, no brainer. Sure. One. I'll hit him I'll hit him an email later. Yeah, yeah. 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 What's up, man? Yeah. That's all I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, he that's his one. I'm like, okay, I want to make a cool one. He's like, okay, what are you thinking? And I was like, well, I'm Mexican. <laughs> and so he was like okay that's a good start and i was like but i'm really cool and he was like kinda and i was like i was like well i'm funny and he was like yeah you are funny i was like i'm a a threat and he was like huh well uh (laughs) he was like yeah but like two two threats i was like yeah i don't sound good i was like triple mexican threat and he was like yeah but what's your third threat I was like, crap. (laughs) (laughs) So being funny and being Mexican are the first two threats. Yep. Which is, and like the name is triple Mexican threat. So like, I really only had one. Oh, right. Yeah. Because right? Mexicans okay. built in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I'm really only at one threat. I'm single Mexican threat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one threat is never like very scary to anyone. It's not enough know? threats. Yeah. yeah so you got to have three. Yeah. Triple. You got to have three. Um, but so you were bluffing and you didn't tell anybody you were bluffing. Exactly. So I'm triple. Yeah. I'm, and so <laughs> that, that was it. We never came up with three. We really only had the <laughs> one. Stop to there. this day. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um, dude, that you yeah. need to, that should be, well, you're the funny, uh, long distance running fishing Mexican. There yeah. You go. Yeah. Now you're quadruple 
Well, then you would be triple yeah, Mexican because yeah, Mexican's built into threats. the name. Yeah. Okay. You have your three threats. So now, now it's suitable. <laughs> I need to go back to that. Finally. Now. Yeah. <laughs> All so, these so. years later. Yeah. I got to figure it out. <laughs> what did we, how did we get to that, by the way? Oh, you were just trying to figure out how to get a hold of me. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have yeah. one last question before we start wrapping this up, Eli. How has fitness positively impacted your life? And they, there's no right or wrong answer. We just like to, to ask the guest because uh, that's kind of what we try to promote here, right? Yeah. We think that fitness is being physically fit is related to success in all ways. So, yeah. so go ahead, man. I think the biggest thing for me is that it, it's challenged me to grow, um, mm-hmm. not just, you know, in my health, but financially with my relationships, you know, um, just well to be well-rounded in growth, right? Yeah. To always be motivated to, to do more, to be better. If it be, you know, with my clients, if it be with my fiance, with, if it be with my friends, if it be yeah. with you guys, you know, making sure Sean's not on his phone too much. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm right. Sure taking notes. The phone's right on the next page. He's like, He's locking his phone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm watching exactly. the Snap Internal video. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, this yeah. is huge. But yeah, I mean, that's. I think that's like I spoke to a lot of like I want to push myself right to to grow and to get better, and I think that's crossed over into my everyday life. So Phil and I use the term it bleeds. It bleeds into. Mm-hmm. So the more you, yeah. the better. I guess you're. I say the better. The more your fitness journey grows, the more you push yourself. The more uncomfortable you get physically. Yeah it bleeds into everything else in your life and by bleeding into it, it improves. Right. And I think the same happens if you quit uh, pursuing your physical fitness journey and you got out of shape and you didn't push your limits anymore, that would bleed over and, and depreciate, I guess the, the other aspects of your life. Yeah. Quality of life. I think, I mean, COVID was a prime example of that for me, Mm -hmm. I got forced to be shut indoors and I didn't get to move very much and I just wasn't happy. Right. I didn't get to be around the people that I loved, the people that made me happy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot of that away from me. So I had to work really hard to try and, and build relationships and trying to, to find ways to still make these things grow and make these things happen. And a lot of it came from running. And then I started reaching out to more people who were also in that same battle of being like, the only thing I can do is, you know, run up and down my stairs for 30 minutes, you know? And it's like, all right, well, uh, FaceTime with me and we'll do it together. Right. I got stairs. Right. And it brought that community back in and it brought that motivation and made me feel like, okay, we can make this work. You know, I can find some happiness through all this. So that's, that's what it is for me, the bleeding. Yeah. So it sounds like also you said something else too. How, how can I say this? The physical fitness um, turned what most people experienced as to be a terrible time into something good for you. Yeah. But being the pandemic, you were, you were locked inside. Um, you weren't happy about it and doing physical fitness by yourself and with your clients running up and down the stairs together, it turned it into something productive Yeah, rather than, rather than sitting on your ass, you know, and and not doing anything or feeling sorry for yourself or whatever. It brings value to them too. They start to realize that, Hey, this guy, it's a good good thing for everybody. Yeah. Like they, they they're bettering themselves and they're also getting to see someone who is, you know, on the positive side. It's like, Hey, we can still grow from this. Yeah. We, We can get better through this. It doesn't have to be a sacrifice. It doesn't have to be like, 
well, I guess we're stuck for six months. You know, it's like, we can still get better. We can still grow. Yeah. It's just going to be in a different facet for right now. It's always one of the, one of the controllables. Um, so you, you hear a lot. It's, 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 I guess kind of a buzzword, but it's so true. Um, yeah that people need to control the things that they can control and try not to focus on the things that they can't your physical yeah. fitness. I mean, everybody has a limit, right. To what they're capable of doing at this point, you can start improving that you can do the things that you can do. Yeah. You can go for a walk. You can do go for a run, whatever your level, whatever level sure. you're at, sure. you can control what you eat yeah. and what you don't eat. Nobody's forcing anything down your throat unless you're like a POW or something, which <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. That was dark. <laughs> well, I mean. What was that, your first P choice? P-O-W? What's that? What's Prisoner of War. Oh, wow. They're forcing oh, them to eat and yeah. stuff they don't want to eat or whatever. Um, <laughs> Were you, you a prisoner of war? Like, I, don't I was like, not. Okay, okay. I'm just like, where did we? Well, okay. I wanted to make sure they're covered because if I'm going to sit on this podcast and go, nobody's forcing you to eat something. There's, there's a, a prisoner there's of war going, he forced me, whatever, right? Yeah. Fair enough. Touche. Touche. All-inclusive podcast. Yeah. We're including the POW. He's here yeah. as well. Uh, but uh, and uh, the content that you consume. Sure. What yes. content do you look? Are you watching Cousin Eli's fishing videos? Or are you watching politics and CNN tell you how terrible the world is? Yeah. You know, right. You can decide what you yeah. feed your brain, what you feed your mouth and how you move your body. Sure. And those are the things that you can control. And if you control those three things on a daily basis and you win six out of seven days, you're going to end up winning the week, the month, the year, and then your life. Your life. Right. And, uh, that's a spinoff of a Frisella quote, I think. It is. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So, um, give him some credit, you know, cause yeah. me and him are friends and everything. Yeah. I listen to him a lot. I really like his stuff, but, um, yeah, man. So, so super cool. Eli, thanks for coming on. Anybody got any, you got any questions for us? Y'all got any questions? We're going to take this baby out. What kind uh, of camera do you use? I have a Canon R6. Ooh, nice. How do you like oh, it? It's podcast. Oh, I, lo I love it. I'll podcast can be another three hours now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be in the market for the, the R6 Mark II here pretty soon as well. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was guessing not. those are really cool cameras. No, that, yeah, I mean, it's nice. Yeah, it's, I was, I nice it's a nice offering from Canon right yeah. now. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was yeah. a Canon yeah. guy before Sean turned me. Sorry. No. So, so, what so are we I now? Came in okay. So, 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 so now you, you, what are we now, Sean? What are we like? We're, we're Sony ponies. Now. I'm not I like Sony. Sony. Yes. <laughs> if Sean yeah. likes Sony, I'm, yeah. I'm buying yeah. Sony stock. I, I have, I think Sony has great gate cam, great cameras. Um, I'm not a Nikon guy. I'll never try and sell. I don't think anyone is. Bro. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What is it? Okay. About? So, so. If you're a Nikon person, you've been a Nikon person for like 20 years. Yeah, probably. that's like, probably you're, you're never you're like a bird photographer. Yeah, probably. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Their autofocus is terrible too. So if you're a birder and you have a Nikon, you're. Really I just turned out. off by Nikon because I'm not gonna lie. When I go to places like say like we were at a baseball game, right? I'm. I'm like scoping, like what's he shooting with? Like yeah. the guy down there, you know yeah, what I mean? He's yeah, on the yeah, first yeah, baseline. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what kind of lens is that? Like what kind yeah. of, what body is he using? You know, yeah. 
And if I see Nikon, I'm like, next. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. personal yeah. grudge against Nikon. Yeah. I, don't I was know. literally Googling something earlier today and I clicked Nikon on accident. I said, ew. I wonder how many viewers are just like, never listen to this again. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, Nikons are just kind of like seen as like kind of the nerdy photographers for some reason. Like yeah. uh, at the 5K or at the Galveston yeah. race, the guy that was uh, shooting the pictures the Nikon guy he had his like safari hat he had like the, the vest with all the pockets in Clown it shoes. and he had <laughs> had like a 70 to 500 lens or something there's just like ah, you just I hate this, man. Sean's running a 10K and he's like, tackles. this guy with the chair. You don't take my picture with that camera. I, I bet you he missed the focus. Yeah. The autofocus on those is terrible. Icon, step, step up your autofocus. Oh, my God. Like, that's yeah. the one thing a camera needs to be great at is focusing. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially, yeah, especially digital cameras, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was all, that's all I wanted to know. Right. But, yeah, yeah, man. We appreciate oh, you having, having you on. Good for sure, man. Good Eli, Eli. Thanks for coming on, man. Listeners at home, cousin C U Z I N Eli on Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, hooked yep. up with cousin Eli on YouTube. Yep. Go yep. watch that snapping turtle video because I'm watching it immediately yeah. when this is over. <laughs> um, and what was the email? The, uh, <laughs> not the triple Mexican threat. <laughs> Just to clarify, not triple Mexican threat. Thrill eel at gmail.com. Thrill eel. T H R I L L E E L at gmail.com gmail y'all yep. check them out get you some personal training get you a running program improve your life period go fishing with them yeah you know i love taking um, fishing do not bring your fucking nikon <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah if you're a nikon will, user i'm not hanging out in the parking lot yeah. you out of the, yeah. Yeah. the iron keel does we'll not allow we'll feed into the turtle <laughs> yeah <laughs> gladly yeah. Oh all right y'all thanks for listening in uh and man this has been a fun show thanks again eli thanks we're gonna take this baby out sean all right Oh, you like the double guns? Yeah. That was good. That was good. The snap was on point as yeah, well. Yeah, that was yeah, perfect. Great snap. Ah. Great snap. Snapping You're turtle. Snapping turtle. Snapping turtle. The, turtle. the symmetry yeah. between the yeah. two hands. Girl, I'm dying right now. I got to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see this turtle. All right, peace out, guys. All right,